I'm well, a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500. I'm just Captain Fun. I guess. Or a captain suit. The show from now on. I don't like the half point. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like it. What the hook? How do you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm gonna have a coronary. I'm getting too old for this job, but you guys may have won. Upset. If you look back at where the term came from, it was from a horse race. Upset when did you turn a, into Cliff Clavin? I like this job. <laughs> I've had it for a long time, Paul. Last one. This is in the chemistry lab. I'm I just, on the verge of next year's Super Bowl. I can't Bowl. help what I think. Be honest, Paulie. You're not doing this for <laughs> other people's entertainment. You are truly enjoying this. This is Orange Nation. With Stephen Fonte and Paulie Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Paulie Sibilia. I'm Stephen Fonzie. It's Wednesday game day on the show. As we yeah. get you set for Syracuse and Virginia Tech, Can we've got the... Uh, yeah, feel the excitement. We've got the voice of Virginia Tech basketball, Zach Mackey, coming your way at 12.15. Jerry McNamara at 12.45. We're having preview. a Mac attack. That's right. We're going to preview this matchup tonight. And then uh, coming up at 1.30, the, the winner of our uh, Q Sports Talk... Fantasy Football League. Did he win it or did he come he in second? He didn't win it. He, he, he won the segment. I've lost complete control uh, of my radio Matt Govendo station. will be on for his uh, for his 15 minutes. For his his segment. I completely have no control. And we, we have very little detail on what this segment's going to entail. I know. I specifically said I need to know completely what the listener is going to talk about before they come on the air. So that's the plan anyway. Uh, Matt Govendo, 130. He is an advertiser now, so welcome aboard, Matt. You can come on in. <laughs> Say whatever you want. It's your show now. Uh, we'll take your phone calls throughout as well at 315-437-7644. Big one tonight, Paulie. It is, and uh, the news isn't exactly great for Syracuse, but it's good for Virginia Tech. You know, Jordan put in our rundown, the line has moved, and it might be because Virginia Tech's getting two players added back, according to Syracuse.com, I was reading. Um, that might be why. Yeah. Um, and and it, either way, it's a toss-up game. I mean, the line opened at one. The line's up to, what, two and a half now? Um, it, it's a toss-up game. It's, uh, you know, a bucket here or there. And if you're going to be a tournament team... You got to win. This is one of those that you need to win. You've got to hold serve at home for the rest of the year. Yeah, and you got you know you've eliminated your margin fair, and you gotta you gotta take care of these toss up games. So especially a toss up game at home. And Virginia's I, coming in as a desperate team, as we've discussed. They've lost four in a row. A wounded animal. Yeah, that's the analogy I like to use. They're playing for a lot too. Their season's on the line. They're probably looking at it the exact same way Syracuse is. We need this one. It's a road win against a team they probably think they can win, right? Yeah, well, yeah, they're favored. So no, but they're Virginia. Like they probably think they're a better team. Like they're better than two and a half. Yeah, and I mean they came into the season with high expectations. At one point, this team was in the top twenty-five, and you know things haven't gone well of late. I mean they're eleven and five right now. That includes four losses in a row. Um, so you're talking about a team that was eleven and one, and. You know, all these games have been close. You know, lost to BC, which again is a is a bad loss, but maybe BC's not as bad as we thought they were going to be. Um, you know, Virginia Tech was twenty first in the poll at that time. They lose to Boston College in overtime. They lose to Wake Forest by two. They lose to Clemson by three. They lose to NC State by four. I feel like you shouldn't lose to a team that lost to BC. I mean, BC might be okay, but like, come on, right? Um. 
The bottom line is, I, I think I think Virginia Tech. the The expectation was that Virginia Tech was going to have a better year this year than Syracuse, and right now that you know they're they're in similar ground. I don't care who they're playing; they got to win tonight. It's it's at that point, you know. We'll have Jerry McNamara on. He can't say it because they got to go one game at a time. Because that's what they that's what the, that's well, coach it, speak. It, it's interesting. But yeah, go you, ahead. You can't look at life that way. Realistically. It's got to be in their heads, right? Right. They got to know. So uh, to that point, and I, I just checked the net rankings. Uh, Virginia Tech is is fifty one uh, today in the net rankings. I, I asked him last week, so you you know that I have Jerry on every uh, every Thursday for our, our television show, and I I said to him going into the Virginia game, I said, "Listen, you don't know how many opportunities you're going to have at Quad One games. This is definitely a Quad One opportunity. Is there extra importance on this game? Extra pressure?" And he said, it's not something we talk about, but of course the players know. Like, of course, the players are aware of the situation and, and they're where they stand as it pertains to the net rankings, NCAA tournament, all that. Um, you know, these guys live, breathe, eat college basketball. They know where they are. So, you know, they don't talk about it and you're right. They have to treat it like it's the most important game because it's the next one and they have to have blinders on. And, and I think the staff does a good job of that. But, you know, to Jerry's point, the, the players are aware. They they know that time is running out. Even though there's still a lot of college basketball left, you know, there's still two months left before the NCAA tournament. It's getting to that point where it, it feels like there's added urgency. I also wonder how much Joe Girard of an effect he has in the locker room. Cause, you know, he's playing great, but there's gotta be a part of him. Like you remember Jerry's senior year? I'm sure there was points where Jerry was like, "Dude, guys, I'm not going out like this, like this." Yeah, yeah. And he's he's got a a legacy that he wants to, you know. Maybe yeah. You, two years of not going to the tournament would not be a good legacy. And I'm just wondering if he's got any pull in that locker room where he pulls everybody aside and says, "Look, guys, let's go." Yeah. Um and I think we've we've seen him play like that, you know. Recently, I mean, you, I, I go back to the Louisville game with Joe, and and that was to me that performance and the seven rebounds. That was a we're not losing this game, you yeah. know. And that was Joe deciding we're not losing this game. So I think there is some of that. I mean, um, I I think he's he's you know no doubt one of the leaders of this team. He can't do it by himself. He he might be able to do it by himself here and there. And again, we saw it against Louisville where he essentially did it by himself. The in other that issue is, is, you know, like the forwards, they're like Benny doesn't know about the tournament. Like he's never been. Freshmen don't know. Right. Like they probably have no sense of urge. Like, like I, I know they get it, but it's not as important when you're 18 as it is when you're 22. Right. Right, and especially when your time is running out. I mean, I think the the guys that obviously know about it, you're talking are, in particular, Joe and, and Jesse, Jesse. Yeah, you know, um, and and Samir was at Marquette until you know last year, and they didn't make the tournament last year. So, um, I, I don't think there's any question that there there you know, and there's a lot of basketball left, but it's getting to that point where they have to start making some waves. And you've got a chance to to 
pick up a, a win tonight against a really good team. I mean, this yeah. would be their best win. This right. I mean, again, if they're fifty-one in the net rankings, that's a solid quad two. Um, and to this point, that would be their best win. And then you've got a week to get ready for a little bit less than a week to get ready for that Miami game. You got Notre Dame in the middle, and again, you can't give that one back. You got two here at home. You got to take care of, and then you're presented with another opportunity at a quad one on the road at Miami. Uh, Miami right now is 40th, so that would you know that's going to be a quad one. You got to win. We're going to say this for the rest of the year. I feel like we said it all last year. You got to win. There's no more, not a lot of L's you can take. And if you do, they can't be against the likes of Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, you know, those schools. And you got you to gotta beat good teams now. You've left yourself no wiggle room. So just to update everybody on the net ranking, so Virginia is the, the highest ranked uh, ACC team, obviously. Uh, they are they're 17th. Uh, Duke is 23rd. NC State 28. Carolina 32. Miami 40. So there are some opportunities out there, and then Virginia would be next in the, line. Virginia's at fifty-one. The problem is, is if Syracuse, there are wins for Syracuse to get, they're just not good wins, right? You've got to beat Virginia Tech, so you can have a a quad two win. So yeah, Duke, Duke right now would be a quad one opportunity, uh, and Miami would be a quad one opportunity. North Carolina is just on the outside of that. Um, Given the parameters for a home win, Vatek would be uh, quad two. Uh, Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh right now would be a quad one. That's uh, their sixty fourth, um, and you're at Pittsburgh February twenty fifth. Clemson would be a quad one. I mean, so you've got you've got a handful. Clemson's fifty fourth right now. But you, you probably need a couple. Yeah. Right. I don't know if if you beat uh, if you, you beat Clemson at Clemson that that win alone is not going to get no, you. In, no. You no. Know? No. They need multiple quad one wins and multiple quad two wins. It's right now. It's lipstick on a pig, as they would say. That resume. Because the problem with is is like you can't slip up to teams like, like I said Georgia Tech, Notre Dame, and you got to beat good teams. So it's. There's zero room for error. And it starts tonight. I mean, it, it, I don't want to say it starts tonight. It's It, it felt like that on Saturday against Virginia. Does they it couldn't starter, get it there. Does it have to end tonight? <laughs> it's gotta, the loss has got to end. Well, the loss is due, yes. The, uh, there is urgency, though. And, and let's see if they can go out and take care of business. And it's a toss-up game at home. We don't know if they're going to have Benny. Uh, we'll ask Jerry if uh, you know Griff didn't seem to commit one way or the other yesterday. Who cares? Let's go. Get a win. No excuses. But it goes back to what we were saying about Benny. I mean, I, I don't think a lack of Benny or Benny's absence is why they lost that Virginia game. Um, but it would be nice to have all hands on deck tonight. It would be nice to be uh, 100% going up against his team, which, again, these all as you said, all these games are important now because they've, they're, what are they, 10 and 6? Yes, sir. 10 and 6, 3 and 2. So that's enough. <laughs> it's time to time to. <laughs> Rattle off some wins. All right. Uh, when we return, we will uh, we'll get to the uh, the voice of the Virginia Tech Hokies. Zach Mackey will be with us as we uh, we preview this opponent, preview this game. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. 
ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back to Orange Nation. <laughs> ah, the things we talk about on Q Sports Talk in the break. Hazy shade of winter. We're celebrating Vicki Peterson's birthday of the Bengals. Once uh, one of the Cincinnati radio guys got a technical foul called on him for yelling at the referees. What do you think would happen if, like, myself or Matt Park got a technical or Coach Sadlin? <laughs> How would that happen? How, how did that happen? He yelled at the officials like during, I think it was during a tournament game. Is that right? Like, that call sucks. And he got a technical called out of him. Wow. I mean, it's not the team's fault. Uh, but you represent the I team. guess, yeah, I guess. Oh, I, didn't that know was, that, I didn't know that was possible. Oh, yeah. Man, I would... Dan Hort had to have been calling that game, right? My guess is uh, we should have him back on the show. Yeah, because now that I've brought that up, we need to discuss it. We should have him back on the show. Um, my guess is uh, Coach Beham would not speak to you tomorrow on the radio. I don't think we would have jobs. If, what whoever, do you mean we? Whoever did it. <laughs> whoever did it. I was going to say, like, me and Steve get fired? Because... Not us, we. No, I'm just saying, like, I feel like you would get fired if you got a technical as a radio broadcaster. It's not a good look. <laughs> the other day when they were doing the baby race, I, I don't know why I get these weird thoughts in my head. All I could think of was, what if I ran out on the court and just started crawling with a baby? <laughs> and I won and just started jumping. Okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Next time there's a baby race, you and me come from opposite sides of the court. I start crawling. You stand by me going, go, go, go. And then... Then that's it. Oh, man, that would be so funny if someone, like, an adult crawled against the babies. <laughs> I don't know why that'd be funny. Jordan, what's up? Not much. Uh, you know what segment we haven't done in a while? We used to do this fun thing called Today's Business. That goes that goes way back. That, yeah, that, that goes back that predates to Chris yeah. well, we, we did Today's Business while I was here. I said predates no, you. No, I know, but I'm yes. just saying. I, I know no, how I, I realize I it continued. It. I'm saying this that segment started... Years ago, well, yes. Why were you offended by that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm five foot three and offended by everything. We can't all have the bravado of Muggsy Bogues, um, who I'm trying to get at on Twitter, by the way. I want him to come on our shows. But either way, let's get into today's business, which I'm only crowbarring in because we have a buy or sell later. Syracuse is bringing in Southern Miss quarterback Ty Keys for a visit. What do you guys think about that move with a loaded quarterback room? There's no Lenora Sellers, but they've still got Lamson, Del Rio, Wilson, and Schrader. The more the merrier, I yeah. like to say. I, I think you're always looking to upgrade, and in this day and age, you can't have and, enough depth. Yeah, and who cares? Like, like in the back of the day, you'd feel bad for the quarterback room. Now they can leave whenever the hell they want now. Right. He barely played at Southern Miss, but he does bring an interesting dynamic. If you watch them play, you know the quarterback likes to run a little bit. 2022, averaged over four yards a carry, had a touchdown, so maybe he sneaks in, gadget plays, who knows? Uh, one guy who might be coming in, one guy who might be leaving, Damian Altford entering the transfer portal. Who in the world is Garrett Schrader going to be throwing to besides Aronde Gadsden? I mean, who, I think who this, is he throwing to this, this year, year besides Aronde right? Gadsden? That's the same question we asked this year, right? Yeah. Um, I, listen, I think that from the the wide receiver perspective, 
that's all that matters, right? The Gadsden is, yeah. is still on this roster. Well, you'd like more. Yes. No, I understand. But um, and and they had a bunch of young guys. We saw some faces here and there, and um, you know, it, the the fact that Gadsden is is coming back is to to me all that matters. And you know, you wish these other guys well. Like you know, Courtney Jackson wasn't a difference maker. Damian Alford wasn't a dis- difference maker. And and they'll Where find the guys to put on the field. That's my question. Where the hell are they going? Or Courtney Jackson, he went to like Georgia Southern or something, yeah. didn't he? It's never good when you go to an or something. But it's you, never great. But like, yeah, they're just going to get, I don't know. Who cares? Who cares? Thank you. Spencer Radler. Now it's going to bother me where he's where he's. Well, while you to. look that up, I'll get your guys' thoughts on this. We all know Lenora Sellers flipped from Syracuse to uh, his hometown school. South Carolina Gamecocks got him, but now their quarterback, Spencer Radler, has announced that he's coming back for another season. That quarterback room is loaded. Does that make you feel a tiny bit worse that Sellers flipped to South Carolina now that they have like five quarterbacks? No. You know what? I, I, have, I haven't thought about him since uh, he yeah. announced that he was going to South Carolina. This have you be, thought about him? Who cares? I think about it every day. It eats me alive. Does I, it? I couldn't sleep last night. This, this segment turns in, turned into who cares? Who cares? Thank you. Okay. Well, Arkansas I'm, State. He went. Oh, geez. I knew it was something like that. Who is the biggest loser of Carlos Correa's deal after he has reportedly passed his physical and signed six year, 200 million with the Twins? Is it the Giants? Is it the Mets? Or could it be the Twins themselves somehow? The Twins. They're the biggest loser? Yeah. You just got like two other teams trash. Your own trash. Your own trash didn't want to be with you, and then it came back. So I, I have to think that both the Giants and Mets could have made it work if they, if they truly wanted to. I, this felt like a very much a mutual parting of ways. That is like your girlfriend dumping you, going to sleep with two better looking dudes, and then coming back to you. That's what just happened. And the okay. Twins, and the twins were like, I okay, I, I wouldn't, got it. I wouldn't have worded it like that, but uh, oh, okay. Okay, we'll take it. You That's don't it. have the to repeat it. Like, Do you agree or disagree? The twins are like, welcome back, honey. We can't do better than you. Uh, Loosely, yes, there is some truth to what he's saying. Yes. <laughs> like, she wanted to do better, and she got used by the other. Like, yeah, I don't know. She's just, it's just, it, the twins are losers. Who cares? I might get a who cares here, too. Last night, an NBA record was broken on national TV, and it might be the most boring record we see all season. The Miami Heat hit 40 consecutive free throws, including Jimmy Butler's game-winning and one. What's the bigger story? 40 straight made free throws or the fact that an NBA free throw record got broken in a nationally televised game? That is a snooze fest. I don't want to watch 40 free throws. That's impressive. Do you watch a lot of NBA during the regular season? Oh yeah, you do because of you're financially invested, or because so you like. Genuinely here's how the like NBA it. goes: before the All Star break, you're watching for the players and the storylines. After the All Star break is when you start locking in on teams. Yeah, it right. feels like two seasons to me, which makes it more digestible for someone with the attention span of like a baby rodent. Yeah, I'm that's not me. A, I'm not a big NBA regular season guy. Um, uh, to me, the bigger story is the the forty straight free throws. Like that just doesn't happen. Like that that is incredible. 
that they took 40 free throws and made them all. Uh, I didn't sit through the game, so I can't speak to that part of it. You watch it? Did you watch the game? So you I were like, "This the is end. brutal." I watched the end, so I, I could see why maybe you would have a different take on it. I didn't watch the game, so I think the record is more important. But the only I, person I watch watching that of, was Brent Axe. Every free throw, yeah. just like yes, yeah. I, yes. I don't watch a lot of regular. Isn't season it more impressive NBA. what the Nets are doing than forty-three throws? So, like, isn't that a bigger story? Is it? Yeah, the Nets were like a dumpster fire. Everybody wrote them off, and here they come. I, mean, well, I don't think talent was ever a question. I think yeah, it was, but it's a dumpster fire. I mean, congrats! Like, like we were just talking about, you focus on stars and storylines to start the a, season. I might put a little money on them win it all. Do you okay. want to at least wait until Kevin Durant returns? He does I don't have a sprained MCL, and he might not be back for about a month. I, I don't need him. Uh, well, you might get good value right now, Jordan. Or, or you wait and they're done. Hope they lose some games, and then you get the good value. That's, that's all I'm saying. Uh, one more, and this is going to be a classic. I don't care, but I have to bring it up. Uh, World Wrestling Entertainment, Vince McMahon. He supposedly retired six months ago, the owner, amid sexual misconduct allegations, hush money. There are reports going around right now that he just returned to the company, his son-in-law and his daughter losing their high positions, at least his daughter, Stephanie McMahon, resigning as co-CEO. And it's being sold, apparently, to a public investment fund in Saudi Arabia. What do you make of that? A guy gets basically kicked out of his job, six months later comes back and says, not only am I going to return, I'm going to sell the company and make it private so the shareholders can't do anything about what I do. That's just like the all-time heel turn. Does it surprise you, coming from Vince McMahon? So, Not necessarily. Nobody thought he was a great guy, but like that's wild. So I, I saw all the headlines yesterday, and I, I don't follow WWE. Stephanie McMahon stepping down, was that a forced move? Was it she wanted to do that? Is it because it's is it because her dad's coming back? Do they have a strained relationship? Um, So there aren't a ton of details on the specifics, but a lot of the speculation is that it has something to do with the fact that the company was just sold to a Saudi Arabian public investment fund, a country that didn't have his first female wrestling match until 2019. Okay, That was the first time women were allowed to wrestle. So forced out then? Probably. Okay. All right. I don't don't follow the WWE that much, but uh, so Vince McMahon's back in charge. He's back and he's (laughs) making preposterous moves. All right. Uh, don't care. Thank you. Ariel Alwani, by the way, says that there's no deal in place at the precise moment, but the organization is exploring options to sell it. This is going to take some time if it happens because you got to inform shareholders and all that. But that was the big story last night. And besides besides Lenoris Sellers and Spencer Radler, that's why I was up until 2 a.m. Okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, so we are up against the top of the hour. I, I feel well informed now. A lot uh, of business. Jordan. There was a lot of business going on today. Uh, all right, we'll uh, we'll hit it's a timeout here. It's the same segment. No, no matter what we call it, it's the same. Why do we do that? Why does he come in and give it a different name every time? What do you mean? And it's the same segment. Well, it's, no. a, it's his job. Well, no, because the today's business is stuff that's like from last night to today. But buy or sell, we're going to hit the NFL playoffs a little bit. And Why don't we just gonna- call it around the world or something? The headlines. I, I like the fact that it's different names. But, but it's the <laughs> should same I give it a, Should I give it a different name every time now? Literally every time? <laughs> yeah, you should. Just to bother Polly. We're going to do this or that again where I make you guys choose what you want to talk about. That Just, way this never happens and we can play the this no, or that. No, I don't care. Or, I don't care. It's a you fine, care enough to mention it's it. It's a fine segment. 
It's just we name it something different every time. We can't do buy or sell twice in a day, can we? I don't know. He's he's right, Paul. I'm siding with Jordan on this one. If we're if we're gonna do today's business and buy or sell, we gotta call it two different things. So it's not like <laughs> but it's more same business. Segment. It is, but why are you saying this? You no, know, we loud? do the same like, show every day. Listeners, like the listeners aren't stupid. Well, let's just quit naming segments then. Every segment we do, it's gonna be let's talk about blank. Okay? But we could just come in and go, hey, Jordan, what do you got for us? No, but, I'm with Jordan. Let's I kinda call like what do you got for us? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll hit a timeout. You two can argue about this during the commercial no, break. Vendo brought tacos ahead of his 1.30 segment, so I'm going to go in the conference room and eat more. That'll put you in a, a better mood. Uh, all right. We will uh, we'll kick off hour number two next on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> Oh, Q Sports Talk's fun. You guys should join us on Q Sports Talk. During the break, you never know what you're going to hear or see. Eternal Flame is this one from the Bengals. Number one. This one, number one? Yeah. So how many did they have? I don't Certainly walk like an Egyptian, right? I don't know if that hit number one. Had to have. Right? Man, I love her voice. I'm a big Bengals fan. I'm not going to lie. I had their greatest hits in high school on cassette. Now I got to look up how many number one hits for the Bengals. I'll do, I'll do that in the next, uh, next segment. Um, all right, we've got, just to give you an idea of what we got on tap for hour number two, uh, we do have Matt Govendo. Uh, he's the, the winner of our, our fantasy football league. Uh, he will be on uh, for his uh, his segment. He's Some, he's already here. He brought food. Sometimes nice. I just say things on the air, and I hate myself because that was just like, let's create a fantasy football league, and whoever wins can do a segment with us. What a stupid idea! Now it's time to pay up. Like I come up with brilliant ideas all the time. All the time. I mean, I've got the vitamin bracket coming this year for everybody. Uh, the artist of the day. Brilliant is a stretch. Artist but, of the day was a good idea, but. Allowing a listener to win our fantasy football into a segment, dumbest idea I've ever had. How many were I, I did not partake in this fantasy football league? How many how many were there? How many members of the league? You you have no idea. No, I was in it. 10, 12, 14. I never once sent my roster and somehow won two games. Did you? That's impressive. All right. Uh anyway, he's coming up at 1:30. We've got buy or sell, which is just another name for today's business coming up in the next segment. Uh, but let, let's start the hour talking SU basketball. And, you know, we heard from, you know, the voice of Virginia Tech with Zach Mackey. We heard from Jerry McNamara. Now that you've heard from both sides, what uh, what are your thoughts going into this right. game today? I want to I play the game Jordan has on our sheet here. Okay. I'm going to turn into Gene Rayburn. You remember him from the match game? Yes. All right. Jordan wrote this like a uh, like a match game question. Syracuse, if Syracuse men's basketball wins tonight, blank will be the player of the game, and blank will be the biggest contributor off the bench. So we're basically picking our player of the game here. And you know what I'm going to say? If Syracuse wins tonight, Jesse Edwards will be the player of the game. Now I've turned into... uh. 
one of the guys in the audience, the the answerers on the match games. Right, know? right, right. I'm no longer Gene Rayburn. Uh, I'm Charles Nelson Riley. So I was I was going back and forth in my head, either Jesse or Joe. I think one of those guys because you need scoring, and Joe has been providing that. Uh, you need Jesse to be better, certainly than he was uh, against Virginia, and he's he's slumping a little bit here. You need him big on the glass, and you know Virginia Tech is winning the rebounding battle uh, on average this season. So um, I don't think that's a bad answer. I think the answer, in my opinion, is either Joe or Jesse. I don't know. That's not how you play the match game. Pick one of them. Pick one of them. Um, you can agree with me. You know, you can say yeah. Jesse. I know it'd pain you to agree with me, but. Here's the thing. Um, I my my knee jerk reaction was Jesse, but I think they can win the game even if Jesse isn't great. I don't think they can win the game if Joe's not great. So for that reason, I think I would pick Joe. Okay. Like I don't think Joe can play badly and them and they win. But I see. I I feel like I feel like this is a team that will not be able to keep Judah Mintz in front of them. But somebody's got to make shots. All right, down to number two question on the match game, Steve. Blank will be the biggest contributor off the bench. Oh, um, there are no wrong answers. No, I know. Yeah, there are, but... I, I mean, I guess, I guess Malik Brown's got to be the answer. Right? Does he? I I almost feel like if you say Chris Bell, it counts as being the guy <laughs> off the bench too, right? No, it doesn't. He's a starter, so no, that doesn't count. I mean, you're talking about Brown, Taylor, Hema. I'll go Taylor. Sinair, I'll go Taylor. Copeland. Yeah. So I once again, I mean, those were the two that I was struggling with, but I, I'll go Malik Brown. But I think that's a that question is secondary. Like they can win the game without getting you know an, an amazing contribution from their bench. Here, I'll, I'll I'll do. Here's a fun one for you, Steve. All right, I'll play Gene Rayburn once more. Blank. This this forward. It'll be forward. This forward. Okay. Will lead the team in rebounds. Well, Benny's back. You want the answer to be Benny. Uh, I will say one Benny Williams. I agree. Benny Williams will have over five rebounds. Yeah, he better. Chris Bell will have over two rebounds. No, no. No? no. Two? No. No, I mean, look at his his stats from this year. How many times has he gotten over two? Like twice? He's gotten, gotten over two. One, two, three, four times. I'm going yes. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna hit three so rebounds. Twenty five percent of the time he's gotten over that number. Seventy five percent he hasn't. <laughs> but you're going yes. Okay, I hope you're right. But I I don't know why you think you're right. Syracuse will have under 10 turnovers. Uh, under 10. No. We just played the whole match game. <laughs> uh, they'll have more than 10. 
Well, 10 or more, I think yes. I think, and hopefully not much more than 10, but to be single digits, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, they've gone, they've had 16 the last two games. I don't think they go from 16 to eight, maybe 16 to 11. Under 10, Paulie's going. You're going under. Okay. Again, I, I hope you're right. That music has started over again somehow. You're, you're <laughs> awfully optimistic. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to win today. How crazy is it that I say Chris Bell will get over two rebounds, and that is shocking. <laughs> like you, you because he just it, he no, hasn't no, done it. No, I know, but it, like it's almost impossible. <laughs> Like, I don't think your answer is crazy that you think there is no shot in hell that a Division One forward is going to get two rebounds. Like, that isn't a crazy answer. You said you said over two in my defense, which I was thinking it had to be three or more. Yeah, but, I know, but like, yeah. like yeah. It's, it's amazing that, that, is, that that's the answer. Right. Yeah, he's done it four times in 16 games. All right, thank Odds you for joining us uh, for the match game, Steve. You've won a bottle of turtle wax. Congratulations. That was different than buy or sell or today's yes, business. Yes, it's because it was my idea and it was brilliant. Was it your idea? Yeah, I just popped into it. I turned it into the match game and then just started throwing things at you. See, that's what you bring to the table. Paulie Sibelia is so smart. How smart is he that he could just come up with a... Blank on the fly, and that's a good radio segment. Thank you. All right, we uh, we'll be back with uh, with with what we call buy or sell because it's it's different than today's business, but it's actually the same. <laughs> that's coming. We're up doing next. the same segment three times in a row here. <laughs> back after this on ESPN Radio.